0: Your best customer is also the best prospect of your competition.
1: Our speaker today has over 20 years of experience in entrepreneurship in operation and directive roles such as commercialization, distribution, retail, operations, finance, consulting, and strategy. He is the VP of Directed Electronics, a vehicle technology company with over 25 years of successful operation in Mexico, co-founded Astus, which handles telematics and fleet management, and recently launched a new company division providing nanotechnology cleaning products. Nancy and I know Mateo Nakach as an amazing mentor from Class 4, and we are thrilled to have him share with the community today. Thank you so much, Matteo.
0: Well, it's a pleasure to, to talk with everybody. Uh, so we'll just do some, some kind of uh, uh, history, a little background on, on what we've done, uh, how we've done it, and uh, uh, I'm glad to answer any kind of your questions. Um, uh, I would like to, uh, uh, well, first of all, thank, thank you for the invitation. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here. Um, so uh, basically, I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about about the background is so I've been in the business since um, 1994 um, basically joined a, a family a family company which uh, which it, even though it's a family company I co-founded it so we we practically started everything from from scratch uh, located in Mexico City uh, Mexico as many of, uh, of the countries uh, that I hear now from from uh, Venezuela, from India, there's a lot of different challenges, okay? So based on, on different challenges, well, it's, everything starts with, with a business idea, right? And a business idea, but not only a business idea, but many, many mistakes, uh, doing a lot of things wrong, incorrectly, and thinking you're doing it right, and uh, not focusing, not productive, trying to uh, find your, your core, trying to find what you're, uh, you're doing. So we started with the business idea of improving vehicle security, uh, vehicle safety, comf- and comfort in Mexico. We did uh, the, let's say, the old, old, style of business validation, which is trying to just push things, push and pull, and uh, and try to raise raise as much uh, capital from, from our own um, from, from from our from ourselves. Uh, so how did we do this? We we uh, partnered with, uh, with, with somebody else, uh, another, another co-founders, basically to get the funding that was kind of like the, the only motivation um, why we, we co-founded. And we implemented in, in, in the 90s uh, kiosk in shopping malls uh, to be able to validate product that uh, product uh, has, has a market fit inside new car dealerships. Uh, we until after two years, we practically started a full-time distribution, distribution, importing, wholesaling, distributing, uh, and trying to, to to find ways to um, to really have a market a market, uh, a market uh, not only validation because that after two years we really started the business, uh, but we we started experimenting with with things such as billboards, yellow pages, which is at that time, that was kind of like the marketing that, uh, that, that we had. We started in the 90s with let's say a, a sale of $20,000 for the first year. Then uh, and, and, uh, next year with uh, we scaled to about $650,000 uh, next year. And then we, we started growing very, very fast um, uh, through a lot of market, market efforts. In 1994, we reached uh, uh, almost three million dollars, and then in the, in the, and then everything. It's, it's this is like a curve, okay? So we, you we just start slow, you start very fast, and then kind of like things slow down. There's a lot of um, challenges which um, which we presented through uh, the valuation, economic uh, e- economic challenges. Um, so business in in, in 1995 let's say, it fell totally um, um, heads down. We, we owed more money than what we had in, in 1995 with, with valuation. So we started again the company. So this, this scaling was, was not so much of scaling, it was surviving. Uh, from, from 1995 to 2005, we reached, uh, after about um, nine years, we, we exceeded what we had, uh, we had created before um there was it was through a market of creating network a network effect through distributors that was um, basically how how we we did it we had um the the financing that that we had was basically um none it was in in, uh, sorry forgot to mention in 1994 the um the partnership that we had, which was mainly because of the funding, that's where we, we 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 entered into that partnership. Since we lost the whole company, in uh, 1995, we finished that partnership. So we started uh, we started with again with uh, trying to to gather the the our own capital, our own um, uh, uh, say uh, our own ways of financing. Um, we can talk about different different ways of financing but more most of the financing that we that we had was uh through inbound warehousing that was kind of like our our way to to import uh, pay taxes um once the product was was going to arrive to the, to the customers and so we, we started in, uh, until 2005 2006 with the old-fashioned improving vehicle security comfort a market through a network of distributors dealerships we entered um uh now with with a big brands such as general motors we private label general motors mexico private labels some some products and then in 2007 we started a b2b uh business division so like that that was like our, our like like our, uh, our scaling through a different market segment which we already had it was the first the first ones was based basically focus on business to uh, consumer. Then we started in the business to business uh, division. Um, and from 2006, 2007, we started a, a telematics B2B uh, separate uh, separate business division, which was now more focused on providing solutions, not uh, such as uh, only providing products. And from, from, from there on, uh, we we created a a, a market a, a market uh, a push and pull because we 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 created a, a lot of uh, pushing the products, but we we now validated that there was uh, there, there was a more more of a a distribution the distribution effect now really uh, got into got into place where we provided a lot of different. Uh, uh, market segments, we provided, uh, not only the product and the solution, but we also pro- uh, validated and we provided a profit center for a lot of distributors. So, so after many years, we found out really who was our customer. We had no idea who our customer was. We were only, uh, selling and distributing, uh, but we had not, n- not found a, a market focused. We had not found really our, our call core we were just um really pushing and pulling products and customers and ideas and try to uh adapt to the market try to in- innovate uh with with current trends uh and until we we, we now finally uh, created a let's say a, a a real a division or a real company after afterwards uh, we started exporting we started uh, getting into uh, uh, insurance companies, um, uh, dealerships, uh, auto car, uh, car, car makers. So we found a. Uh, it took us about um, twelve years to really to find a business. Okay, so after after that, we've been uh, we've been very careful with with this uh, well, with 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 the business since since in nineteen ninety four. 2000, 2008, 2014, we had a lot of uh, um, economic challenges, Mexico worldwide. And now 2019, 2020, which, uh, which those uh, lacks uh, lack of control, uh, whatever efforts we, we try to do, those lacks of controls um, affected the, the growth of the company. And we kind of like started again and started again, and started again until finally we found uh, uh, we, we found our business model, we found our core uh, and we were able to really scale at, at after many 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 years so uh, I don't know if that was kind of like a, a a timeline very that was not a, a timeline of, of the company so, so I would like to to focus on on having a lot of different bad experiences until about, it, about a lot of uh, failures, a lot of experimenting, and, and then I can now, now start focusing on what, what we did right and what was our hardest part. And the hardest part was really to, um, to create, to identify the core, to identify a, a team, which we could, uh, we could uh, share all the different, different strengths uh, with, uh, identify the market, uh, market segments, uh, because we had a, we had products which um, were easy to easy to sell, easy to implement, but we we, we had a lot of mistakes uh, during during the way. So it was until the, the I, I can say honestly, it was uh, about it took about 15 years of um, having mistakes until we, we finally found the right team. We had the, the right partners. We validated um, the, 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 the market we defined the distribution we um, we dropped a lot of different products and uh, and, and bad opportunities which, which were, were which was were distracting uh, and and it was an ongoing ongoing uh, validation so I can tell you more of, of the experience of the bad experience, how to scale than because of the things that we did right because we we did not do a lot of things right from, from the beginning. Finally, uh, our, our market kept, uh, market kept continuing. We, we had a balance of the business to consumer solutions and a balance of the business, uh, business to business uh, solutions, which some years B2B high, were higher, some others uh, B, B2, uh, B2C were, were higher. We had different uh, ups and downs. And what we did is we, we balanced a company where we, we were able to share core values, we were share, able to able to share the infrastructure of the company, credit and collection, distribution, tech support, um, marketing, um, finance, uh, and, and had just different different sets of uh, two different teams of sales sales and specialized post sales teams. So after we we created these these um, uh, operation efficiency. We created this this team. That's when we were able to stabilize uh, 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 stabilize the the, um, uh, the company. And these these two different uh, opportunities really what 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 they did is they they balanced and they helped us grow the business. We we were in the business in in the business to uh, to to consumer, which really had um, a limit on on the effect a limit until where we, we were able to reach. So uh, we were able to, to identify different business units, identify also different market segments. In which once we dominated one market segment, uh, we were able to grow and follow up on the different market segments. So, so in, in retrospect, if uh, when we try to see what um, the framework of the discipline leadership, which we we all went through this this um, uh, this process. In retrospect, um, I, I can say that um, this market segmentations, if, if it's well planned uh, in, in a systematic way, not in just occasional way, not as, as, as opportunities, but with a real planning and having a balance between operation efficiency, but also at the same time, being able to have a, a strategy in which we can, we can compare Okay, this is the operation, but are we going in the right track? Are we going with with a strategy? That's when the business starts scaling, uh, not before. If if you only um, focus, and 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 that was, uh, we were only focused on the operation side. We were not office, uh, focusing really on the strategical uh, side of the business. So after we uh, we learned this the hard way, in which we were able to plan what was the roadmap, what was going to be coming. Uh, in 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 the months and the years ahead, and we try to try to match this operation with this strategy and just keep keep um, uh, um, revisiting if we were doing it uh, correctly, what were the deviations? if we had the right team in place, if we had the correct uh, the the correct the correct customers, if we were able to outsource um, the key things which which would, would give us more hands to be able to operate, not, out, uh, uh, not outsource the core. So because we, um, it, it, it's, it's important to mention that you can outsource anything except the core. Once you outsource the core, you lose, uh, you lose total control of, of who you are. Uh, when you outsource also the customers, you lose control. Since we're in, uh, in a market where there's distribution and the distribution or the ne- and, and the network effect there's many hands in the network be, from, from suppliers uh, to us, to our dealers, to distributors, to end users. When there's so many hands, uh, we, we learn the, 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 um, uh, the wrong way where we, so many hands, uh, you lose control of who the customer is and you lose control of really serving the customer correctly or at least supporting the customer and uh, and and And, and uh, having that control of your core, the customer, and your operation efficiency with a strategy behind it, um, that was that was when we really were able to to really scale the the organization. Uh, but it, again, it took us many failures, many experiments and, and many um, um, many uh, years to to really go back and 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 start back again. Uh, from 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 a new perspective. So it's, it's it's a pivoting, but it's a pivoting because you're either doing it wrong or pivoting because of uh, of the lack of, um, of 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 ways really to uh, um, to confront the, uh, the market changes. Okay, so the market is changing. And, and and to have to have a company that's been almost thirty years in in the market, it's it's uh, it's very difficult. Either you pivot and you uh, you resist, uh, you resist, or you're you're totally out of the market. So what we did is we tried to do, to do some some sort of a corporate um, uh, uh, corporate innovation where we. Kind of like created the uh, created the corp- the company again as if it was a new startup, so, uh, a very in, in a very agile way. Uh, so, so our culture inside of the company was um, uh, from from the management side. It was always uh, uh, ready and it was always prepared to to innovate and adapt. From from our uh, our, our team at the beginning at the beginning we, 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 that was, that's another mistake that we did not really focus. We, we did not have a culture at the beginning of the company. So that culture is like having a, a kid, which, uh, which gets to teenage and you never really supervise. You never knew where they were heading. And it was just a, a, a total uh, rebel. And, and we had no control of, of really what what everybody was doing, it was kind of like having a a. Uh, everybody was running a an independent business inside of their own company because they took their their own decisions, but not in a strategic and in a really focused way. Uh, so, so I can say that really the um, the scale of the company and is 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 is, is, is about um, a lot of things. Okay, first of all, um, is about the impact that you can that you can create, uh, not more not so much of the the sales that you can gather because the scaling is not when you only when you validate and you have sales the scaling is really when when you can um you can replicate and you can continue uh with the same same process of selling and you can replicate either to the same customers many times or uh uh, uh, as as well as as to be able to to conserve customers so in, in our b2 um, to be fleet division where we provide solutions for for fleets and those solutions for fleets are for cla- uh, crash avoidance so we help companies uh, avoid crashes uh, we help companies also manage their fleets uh, and uh, to have full control of the the vehicle uh, vehicle operation uh, and when we have customers that have been paying Month by month on on a SaaS uh, kind of uh, a business model for ten years, after ten years, you see, okay, there's there's really something that's that that you're doing right. but when you when when you start in in the first months and you're able to uh, really replicate and uh, renew uh, renew the the sales, renew the contracts, and have even uh, recommendations, that's the way to uh, really where you can uh, scale when when you can um validate that you're doing uh, uh, through operation efficiency through a good product and service uh when when you have competition where um there's there's a saying that which I like is is your comp uh, your best customer is also the best prospect of your competition so when you're uh, you're working with a customer and that customer is, is surrounded by, by your competition and you're able to, uh, to work close to those customers and not lose those customers, um, uh, uh, that means that, that you're having your, your correct focus on, on doing things correctly through your team, through your product and, and, and through your operation. Um, when, when you scale, um, there's, uh, there's a lot of different challenges. One of them is, is cash. So what do you do with, with, with cash? You can either um, um, bootstrap, uh, uh, bootstrap. You can sell stocks. You can have um, uh, y- you can have partners. You can decide not to uh, not to grow on on, on, on the different opportunities that which which you had. And the challenge here is really to, to try to uh, not lose yourself and not to be overwhelmed with 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 trying to gather uh, with anything that, that surrounds you. So it's important for you to really uh, focus on what is it that that you can do in a controlled manner uh, when it when it reaches a stage where you um, you either sacrifice a lot of percentage of the company is that really what you want? Uh, for for me, um, I, and, that, and that's just personal. Okay, uh, I don't like to to sacrifice the uh, the percentage and the partnership of the company because uh, it gets to a stage where you have Zero control. You you really when you sold pro, probably some small stocks, you're probably not selling small stocks. You're probably selling your whole company, the whole control of 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 who you're serving. Uh, you're you're even sacrificing. you uh, and and you're serving other stockholders. Are you serving only the stockholders of your customers, or you're uh, you're serving different stockholders, which where where you make. Uh, probably a bad decision because you're desperate trying to achieve and get some capital. And and so we we went through that stage again. Uh, at, at the beginning of the company, um, I can tell that, that we started with probably the, the way that we decided to to partner and gather capital. And it was a 50-50% partnership, or a 51-49% partnership, uh, was only because uh, we needed about $5,000. So we sacrificed forty nine percent of the company because we we needed five thousand uh, dollars, and and then so so that's that's kind like a a marriage which which had to last many years because now you're into it you 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 sold your um your, your that part of the stock and how much value does that bring in you have to be very very careful to um to to decide the financial part of how do you do it so for for me. Uh, I like more the net network side of uh, of growing the network of having doing more with less. So you you have many hands which you can work together with many hands, and and this is why we also choose the distribution uh, a distribution business model. Not only not only because it was a core uh, at the beginning. Now it's a core, but at the beginning is it was really a, a way to uh, to to grow. Without having to hire uh, hundreds of employees, so if we can have hundreds of distributors, then we have hundreds of hands. So now we have about 1,000 uh, distributors all around uh, uh, all around Mexico, which was part of uh, of, of that um, restriction in in capital uh, and instead of having probably set up brick and mortar so- stores or instead of having different ways or divisions or even people which which we were not able to afford we went through that that path it's an idea of how to grow
2: that was amazing i feel like i'm i'm taking notes and uh reframing my questions because you keep answering them too which is excellent but i i mean obviously you've been through some ups and downs um so Going back to what you said about your operations strategy, how did you test that? I kind of got how you started to formulate it, but was there like a methodology you used to kind of measure the effectiveness of what you were doing as you were developing it?
0: Uh, honestly, no, that, that was a mistake because we were, uh, let's say, full hands in the, the operation, uh, selling, servic- servicing customers, um, buying, dist- uh, distributing, uh, importing. So, so, so we, we had, uh, at, at the beginning of the company, we were uh, only about, well, it started as, as every company, two, three, four hands. Uh, we, we reached up to uh, 50 people, which is, which is where, um, we downsized from from few years uh, now, so we were much more efficient. Uh, but, but no, it was only a hands-on operation, day-to-day just serving and, and operating without looking back on the on strategy. Uh, I can say now what we're adapting, and, 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 and this is a ongoing process of, of being effective, we're we're now adopting um, a, a framework, more of the uh, the OKRs, objective and key results, in where we have um, it was not specifically that same framework. right? Now we're in in during this this COVID uh, that specific framework, but, but uh, because we were we're now we we now want to to be able to trade and and follow a day to day, a week to week process. Uh, so, so I don't know if that, that answered the question. Then, so so no, we we were um, we were just uh, full hands operation, and then we started in mapping where we wanted to go and how we we want to scale. Uh, after uh, one market segment, we we decided that okay, we want to dominate the public transportation. Uh, segment and one of the accounts that we were able to land was uh, Mexico City public transportation system, which are all of the buses that, uh, that uh, of the public transportation in, in Mexico City. And then say, like, okay, well, now that we have uh, transportation, we, we wanted to scale into other um, uh, follow up markets uh, such as um, long distance transportation to intercity transportation and then we we also mapped that we wanted after that we wanted to get into the into the distribution of of goods and services because what, what we did not have at the beginning is is a a one strategy to dominate one market segment what we did is we had a a product which in every kind of market segment that we tried it was if it was distribution we sold and if it was in in public transportation, we sold. If it was uh, in um, in in small fleets, for, uh, service fleets, we sold. But we were kind of like picking uh, th- those those uh, uh, those hanging fruits that we were able to, to gather. But we did not really did in a in a strategic way, and 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 that for us was a mistake because we we saw uh, we, we never focused on seeing the competition correctly. Uh, uh, and, until we and, and and that was ten years ago that that we we said okay no no we we're, if if we don't dominate one one specific market segment we will uh, we're just like 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 just um, uh, trying to to just shooting ducks and to see who falls who falls but but we we did not have a a correct market segmentation and uh, until really. Since not having a framework, it was just an operation, uh, trial and error. Honestly, that that was that was what we did. When when I got to the bootcamp in two thousand and fourteen, a lot of things fell in place. That's why uh, even I fell in love with with a framework because uh, you can do the same things but in a well planned uh, manner. Uh, so from from starting from market segmentation, uh, up to uh, to see the the roadmap of your of your product, where where are you headed after you dominate one market? after you uh, you create one one market segment and then you follow up on on your different market segments in in a, in a um, disciplined way that that's 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 what I liked about or loved about the framework to do this in in in, in an orderly manner.
1: Thank you so much for taking us through all that, Matteo. Since you were talking about the bootcamp framework, I was actually hoping to ask, you've mentored six bootcamps, I believe, and I was hoping to ask how that has sort of changed the way you lead your company relative to just learning about the framework.
0: Okay, uh, so so first of all, uh, it it was, uh, and and I think I was part of the the experiment that, that MIT did, because we were about 54,000 people that took took the the online uh, course, and then after that we said, okay, and they only shared six steps. We we had no no book. We did not know exactly what was the framework that we were uh, we, we were we were seeing, and it just resonated with with a lot of things that that you do, uh, which I did not do in a systematic way. Okay, so so after I, I uh, after I did the bootcamp, I said, okay, well, first of all. The different mistakes that I've done uh, in, in in many years, this this helps uh, to avoid some so many of those mistakes. So what I did after the camp is is I said, okay, first of all, I cannot keep this for myself. I cannot just uh, keep it and uh, and and just try to implement it or or use it as a framework. I have to share with this. So I I, I started providing some courses here in Mexico uh, with the same framework with the help of MIT uh, so MIT uh, really w- what they did is they they opened up it was it was amazing uh, how how they worked but they opened themselves up and they share the backstage uh, planning and uh, all of the different um, uh, ins and outs of uh, of the framework and if and also of the the, the boot camp even the 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 had um Select correctly the, the, the people, and we did the, this uh, here, here in Mexico in in in, um, in 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 the community. And then MIT said, "Okay, well, Mateo, you're, you I. We see that there's a lot of a lot of a lot of traction. And what they did is they formed, and there was, there was this was amazing. They formed a teachers boot camp um, uh, where where I was able to to create a team here in Mexico with, with two other people. We took them to uh, uh, to Boston, and they created a it was about 20, 25 people from different different parts of of the world, in which they taught uh, to be able to teach discipline and entrepreneurship uh, framework. So after I started um, doing this, that's when when really things um, uh, even have much more sense. okay? when When you do the boot camp, there's a lot of information. okay? you You really see that things resonate. But it's still a lot of information to to digest. So the for, for so for me, being able to follow up and being uh, first of all uh, to to be able to certify as as a teacher in the in the discipline Entrepreneurship framework, uh, that's when you even internalize it more for 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 yourself and you have more clarity on how to how to provide it. So every bootcamp, what what it does for me is that first of all it energizes me with With regard of seeing how much passion, uh, how much talent um, uh, is 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 there. So so that energy for me is 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 very important. And then I go back to my business and I go, well, let's let's refresh. So it's kind of like a a reboot um, uh, for me, every time that I, I, I do a, a a mentor a boot camp, it's, it's a reboot inside of the organization. So I, I, I've been able to to transmit it correctly inside of the organization, and I've been able to have the privilege to, to teach it and also uh, while mentoring, it, to be able to help uh, many, many people uh, doing it. Because w- when you do this in, uh, w- or when you see that you're, you, you have a, a, a very, um, very strong framework um, and you have, and people, and, and including me, everybody has different backgrounds, different uh, strengths, also different weaknesses. You f- you really find how how this really makes sense of of creating a correct team, of even, even to, to, to how how to balance those those skills. Uh, first, firstly, to to identify the problem correctly. So you. Uh, automatically when when you're in the business and business wise it's an, like an automatic reflex saying okay well you see opportunity everywhere okay and you say okay, I'm I'm going to oh I have a pen so where can I sell pens so I'm going to import I'm going to sell I'm going to distribute and and you you have a uh, huge spreadsheet which you're you're now a millionaire with, uh, uh, but you never found really a correct way to identify and uh, a problem. So, you're are you really just pushing something, or are you having a little more of a market pull? So, to be able to to identify these uh, these different skill sets during the bootcamp, you see also uh, well, a lot of conflict, which is human. So human side uh, is is the most difficult, the most challenging, most difficult side the, that we have to be able to work under so much pressure in in so in, in so few days and to be able to really for, for me uh, not only in, in my business but my my satisfaction to be able to help uh, and and see how from day 1 uh, you see somebody with with certain strengths and then after a week they're totally different different uh, uh, totally confident and how you 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 were able to shape them automatically that shapes me so, so it's not uh, it's not only t- taking it for my business. It's taking it for my my personal um, uh, satisfaction and in, in how you can see that you were able to help somebody uh, uh, somebody grow. Uh, you see so much talent, and that talent is not probably not uh, focused on, on on the business side, and not not even focused on um, on the execution side. So you have talent which is okay. It's it's the 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 uh, raw material which is which is there. So how do you then try to help shape that talent to be able to to see uh, how how, they, how people keep keep growing uh, keep growing and even keep sharing. So not so so it's all about sharing for me inside of the company and for my business definitely. Uh, I, I can share an, an example. Th- this video, okay, that uh, Nancy shared on Discus, which Erdine gave uh, provided the interview. Uh, so we, we landed a contract one year um, with uh, uh, AXA Insurance Company. So there was a bid uh, to be able to provide. Uh, what they're doing is is when whenever they're they're gonna renew their um, the insurance company the insurance of their uh of 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 the business where they have large fleets so tracks and trailers specifically uh they they're going to implement a gps device so it's a telematics device really uh, and uh, be able to uh, to help uh axa and their customers in case there's a theft which mexico is a lot of theft be able to recover the vehicle so so now the, uh, so, uh, uh we we now landed a a contract so this this took about one year to be able to um to bid and to participate and be able to uh to be part of Axe insurance company as as, as a provider as, as a partner and then just a, a few months ago when when i shared with 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 a few people inside of the insurance company i shared the video they said mateo uh, I'm, I'm i'm not only um uh, 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 I'm I'm not only glad and, and I'm privileged to to be able to um, to say that that we selected, directed uh, your company as as a partner, a correct partner, which we because we 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 now see that there's there's much more behind what we can only see of of a product and service and value proposition. We now see that that there's there's a lot a lot behind it. So honestly, for me, it was my first time that uh something from from the boot camp was was uh which i really used for for my business and it was honestly it was just a share so i shared with uh, with the people inside action insurance company and they kind of gladly say okay we're um we made a good choice uh, selecting your your company so, uh, so besides that, honestly, I have never used uh, the, the bootcamp except for for, for the whole operation, uh, operation, but I've never used it as part of the leverage.
3: So Matthew, actually, I had a particular question. Um, since uh, your business caters to both uh, B2B section and B2C section, right? So uh, as you scaled up, how did you uh, go ahead and match your customer service to that operation that you're doing? Right? Because when you're scaling up, there are a lot of uh, customer bases actually increasing, and in the number of problems that you need to troubleshoot increases.
0: okay, it's a, it's a great question. Uh, what we did is uh, oh, okay, the company's st- st- structure, which is um, distribution, warehouse, finance, uh, uh, accounting, there's there's a department in Mexico credit and collection, nobody pays. You have to go and and get your money. So credit and collection, and um, uh, uh, that, that let's say those, those mm, parts of the business were there. so we we used them as as a um, let's say we shared we shared those those uh, those parts of the the business which were existing. And we grew with with a specific uh, manager, uh, product manager. We grew with specific uh, sales team and a uh, specific post sales uh, pre and post sales uh, service department uh, so so what this helped is we um we did not have to grow the uh, let's say it was kind of like a starting a, a business uh, or or starting a company by its uh, from from scratch but what we did is we just uh, created these these three um areas of the business as product um, product sales and service side, specifically for this uh, solution, because it's as you, as you uh, you correctly mentioned, it's a totally different kind of customer. It's a totally different uh, implementation, sales, even a product offering, uh, a, a totally different business model. So we uh, we just leverage what what we had existing. Say okay, this what, what the what what is it that we have that that uh, that we can use, and what what it is it that we have to uh, create. We also created a okay. We, we also used certain of the customers. So out of the let's say uh, out of the one thousand distributors, that which which we had, uh, we were able to find about fifty distributors which uh, were 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 market fit, and and um, and and what we saw is that. None of none of our existing customers or distributors were also a market fit for the for the B two B. They were um, they were relationships that we had in the past, which uh, they evolved into a B two B business. Which uh, being in in only in the B B2, two uh, B two C and the consumer side, we we saw them as as lost opportunities. We saw that that we we had. No way to do business with them, because there wasn't any business to do them to to do with them. so what, when when we launched this product and we invited distributors, we found that we had some distributors which we we knew in the past they knew us, and we were able to uh, at, at the beginning, we were able to grow very fast because we had um, we had that relationship with with uh, distributors, which were also opportunities. With, uh, uh, as how to grow, so that's um, that, that was something that that we also brought in to to uh, uh, to the company which was not planned it was it was something um, that just happened well, it was planned that we invited them, but it was something that we didn't know that they were a market fit did it answer the question so it is it is important to create a specific um, uh, a specific Set of people and set of skill cells, skill sets, to be able to serve that specific uh, differences. Which, uh, if you do it the other way, you'll you, you're you're always going to do it wrong. You're going to depend. You're not going to grow. Uh, we we had the opportunity to um, to be able to um, outsource uh, things, and and we outsource things such a such as as a call center for vehicle recovery. Um, we did we did um, outsource that because we we had no knowledge in a in a um, call center um, uh, let's operation so we we did outsource that uh,
3: so you s- mentioned that uh, during your uh, business is one thing you have to note that you don't outsource the core, which I agree and understand but uh- in terms of, like you said, right now, you outsource the cost center, et cetera. So what were the parameters you used to understand that, okay, these are the things I am fine outsourcing and these are the things I should not outsource?
0: Yes, okay. Um, uh, so, um, so one of it is, the, the, uh, so the, the, the cost center is for vehicle recovery. So in case the vehicle is, is um, stolen, it's it's the the operation in which we we work together with uh, with the police to be able to recover the uh, to recover this, the the business. So what we did is uh, we let's say we outsourced the service, but we brought it inside of the company. So that's part of the core. Okay. So what we did is that we hired a company which is uh, which was um, the the core is the call center. That's what what they did correctly. We uh, needed to be able to to provide a a vehicle recovery service, which we we did not have, and we would we did not uh, feel comfortable having the capacity to be able to create this from from scratch. So we hired uh, an external call center company, and we at the beginning, what we did is, is we put them inside inside our company. Okay, so so we uh, so we set up a a space in in the company. And we um, we paid them to operate this this operation, okay, uh, um, and and that was that was part of those are those are let's say the, the biggest things that we we struggle in finding how, how to do it. Uh, we also partnered with, with a, an association which works along with the police in in, in Mexico. Um, so we had to create those partnerships to be able to set and, and be able to provide the uh, the whole service okay uh, because if if we decided to um, do not like just say outsource and, and send it to, to somebody else because they already had everything in place we were not able to control the the quality of the service and it and it's important for us to control the quality of the service uh, also sales wise when we have distributors uh, we lose, let's say that that uh, final relationship with uh, with 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 the customers or the end user, let's say. Uh, so when we when we lose that that uh, that last part of of the um, uh, of, of the relationship with the customer, then we lose uh, also that uh, the ben- the real benefit of all is it everything that that we try to transmit. Because we have middlemen or we have middle people, which is, which is probably taking advantage of, uh, and saying, okay, I have X amount of contacts. I have X amount of, of companies that, that I work with, uh, but probably they're not as professional in the service in, in which they, they do. So we tried to also identify, and those were mistakes that we did at the beginning. Why We identified um, those opportunities and what we probably took uh, badly... Um, Badly advantage of those opportunities because we sold through them, but we were not able to service through them, uh, and and some of them were, were very jealous in in letting us work together with them through uh, to and providing a better service to uh, to the end user uh, or to to the end fleet. So that was a mistake that that we did, and it took us a while to to identify it, and we had to close many of those accounts. In which we said okay if, if if we this is the distribution um uh, guideline that, that that we need to keep and if you do not provide this this three-way uh contract with with the customer in which okay you're serving the customer and you're charging them as a value-added reseller we are providing the service and we have the end end user and fleet but if you don't do not allow us to be in a, a part of the picture then we can no longer do business. and we had to shut down many of those distributors, and we had to lose those end fleets uh, because they 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 did not um, align to what we we did, but we did not have that as the beginning. It took us a, uh, it took us um, a few mistakes uh, to be able to identify that that those also that's also part of the core. Part of the core is being in contact with the. the and being able to service the the end fleet correctly
3: yeah that actually gave more than the answer actually in that particular context i had another question right uh, so when you start up from scratch you are uh, short on cash and everything so which part or which uh, time in your business do you feel, okay, this is, the, this is the right time to hire a proper legal, like in terms of legalities, because you, you will be having a lot of compliances to, uh, you know, the uh, compliances that you need to go through. So how, where in which part of the uh, growth uh, curve did you decide, okay, this is the time I have to uh, hire a lawyer and get things done properly in terms of legal uh, system and, you know, placing those legal stuff. Uh, in your company,
0: okay. Uh, yes, um, I, I can recommend that, that. That's from day one. Okay, from day one, you have to have you have to have this this in place uh, because there's there's a lot of different agreements and regulations that you have to you have to comply. Uh, so, so that's from from day one. So we have a a, a full time um, uh, legal service, a legal legal company which which provides the service. We, we pay monthly, even though we, we don't use it, we do pay monthly because it, it, it has to be there. Not for the legal and lawsuit uh, um, uh, issues, but for the operations side of, of uh, contracts um, and, and even some, some, a lot of regulations with, with the government. What I can say that the hardest thing, and and now that we through the COVID, we launched a new division of the company, which uh, which which is now providing um, uh, uh, cleaning and sanitization uh, products, nanotechnology products, uh, which which now we formed during the the COVID. So so during COVID we have to uh, we have to keep renew. Uh, we, we we did not know exactly what was gonna happen after COVID. So we said okay we we cannot just fall asleep and and say. Uh, after two, three, four months, and, and saying, "Okay, this will be the new reality," which nobody knows how to define what the new reality is, we have to create a new a nano. Uh, we, we create a new uh, division of the company. Uh, um, we brought in, let's say, or we acquired uh, um, a technology, and now we professionalized and we created a, is as as as, as uh, now a strategy market segment and i i can say that for for the legal standpoint the hardest thing is to understand uh, uh and i think w- this this will um highlight more more of the question that, that you had because from day one you have to have it but w- what we what we struggled is to identify uh the the correct market segment and adi- identify the correct regu- regulations you need to comply That is the hardest part, because from the legal standpoint, uh, you can uh, you can spend a lot of money trying to um, uh, to certify the product in many different uh, requirements or many from many different angles. But the thing is, you have to identify what is the what what are the real requirements that the market segment needs? And then you have to decide, Okay, those are the ones that you have to comply. And from those that you have to comply, what is the cash that you have? You don't have a lot of cash to do it. So out of out of the the ten different regulations uh, or certificates, which, which are really a nice to have, which ones are a must have? So you have to choose the the, the ones that are must have uh, as 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 part of okay, I need to do this, and which are the nice to have, but not because you it's a nice to have for you. It's a nice to have because the customers is, is uh, you're, you're you're building this from the customer perspective. Is it nice to have uh, from from the customer perspective, um, or uh, and and that will bring you more customers, or is it just a nice to have? And you're just gonna and you have a nice certificate, a nice symbol, a nice uh, a nice a nice name behind it, and you only spend a lot of money uh, and you did not need it. So the hardest thing is, uh, and I think the hardest thing, business wise, is to filter uh, filter out all of all of that noise, all of that information, which which re- it's really hard for you to take a, a correct decision, if you try try to listen to everybody or listen to everything. So not all customers are an opportunity. Not all certificates are needed. Not. Uh, all products are uh, uh, um, uh, something that you need to, to approach. Not every uh, candidate is is the correct one. So you really need to filter it out. And, and those are the hardest decisions that you have to make day by day, filter out all of that noise. With with all these changes, it makes it even more complicated to, to uh, really take decisions because you can be, and, and, and it happened to me, um, Many many times, so you're in a analysis paralysis. You have so much information that you don't have no idea what to execute. So, from the legal standpoint, what do you execute? You cannot go f- f- for all of them because it's just uh, wasted money, or you don't have the money to do it. Because when you see the return on the investment, it's not worth it. You're you're going to invest a lot more much a lot of more money. Uh, for, uh, and and the other um, uh, offside of this is. How much are you risking? Because since you cannot approach and you cannot decide to do everything, you're risking and you're leaving a lot of loopholes, which I'm sure they're going to bite and they're going to, uh, uh, and those are mistakes. But since you have a s- certain amount of resources, you have to take those risks. So you probably know that uh, if you're going to, for example, I, um, with this nanotechnology, we uh, we did our first export last week, uh, uh, sorry last last month to Russia, okay, and and we had uh, um, internal discussion discussion. So what do we do? Do we patent the product? Do we regist- register the trademark in Russia? Um, is this is is this probably going to be a one time purchase, or is it going to be an ongoing purchase? But if we register and we we invest a lot of money, how much will that take us? And uh, to to be able to protect the product for Russia, because we were not we were not ready to export it, this 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 um, this opportunity came to us. So we we go with it and we try to protect and and spend many thousands of dollars, thousand dollars, even for an idea that we don't know if it's going to grow or not, or we take the risk. And we said we're going to take the risk. So we did not register product. It might be. Um, they might copy it, um, they might uh, it, it might scale or it might not scale, but we took the decision not to invest money there, which is not now our focus. So, so we, we decided to take the risk. And I'm sure that there's a lot of risk that, that you're, you have to take. The risk to not take is a risk. The, to not decide is a decision that you have to do.
2: Thanks, Mateo. And I'd like to go ahead and ask you a question from Carlos. He was wondering how your experience has been applying the MIT Disciplined Entrepreneurship Framework in Mexico more specifically. Have you had to adapt it to your context?
0: Okay, specifically for my company, I, I can tell you that, and I have, I, have, I have to confess, okay, I've never been able to have the 24, ma- the 24 steps mapped out. Okay. This is something that I've, I've never had. So, so it's, it's, so, so my adapt, uh, uh so hi, how am I adapting it? Uh, really is, 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 um, the operation wise, how to adapt the operation to more of the, I don't know if you've guys seen them in the discipline entrepreneurship. There's a, there's a workbook as well. So if, 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 all you have access to the workbook at the beginning, there's a, there's a canvas. So, uh, the whole steps, For me was was impossible i've I've never had the time to be able to to have those 24 steps for my company i was i was able to uh to create a, a lot of a lot of these um probably um selected steps which which i was able to uh uh to bring in but never really implement all the the 24 steps and and what i've seen as well uh, during in in the courses that I've that I've taught and um, Bellalat uh, um, they had a, uh, MIT has a great great relationship with a new, uh, local university in Mexico called ITAM they call it the Harvard of Mexico and the university uh, um, th- was not able to implement discipline discipline entrepreneurship um, um, uh, teaching and during uh, or within the university so Bellalat uh, once we formed. This team and we we were trained f- to be able to provide this teaching. They requested us to train the uni- university to be able to provide this this uh, this framework and 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 the whole the whole course. Uh, and what I what I've seen is is uh, in Mexico people don't like to read, and this is something that I, I, will, I think Latin America Carlos has this probably same things. They, people don't like to read. they don't like to they like to um, jump steps. They want to do something which is which is fast. So the ad, there has to be an adaptation to be able to do an agile uh, twenty four steps. And I can say that that agile twenty four steps is more of the canvas which is in the workbook more than the, than the full steps that are on the book. Uh, that, that's kind of like the adaptation that we've um we've 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 seen that that uh works at least for mexico i don't know if different parts of the world is is the same thing because it would be amazing and it's it's incredible for somebody and the company to go through the whole very rigorous 24 steps but but honestly i i have never seen that some that that uh anybody really has that uh, that kinds of discipline and patience to be able to implement it
1: Thank you so much for your answer. And because the the issue I have been uh, noticing is uh, that framework is uh, made by like for modern or developed countries, and some things uh, must uh, change to be applied in our countries, such as Venezuela and Mexico. But yeah, thank you so much for your answer.
0: What what I think, Carlos, um, which is not not much for the for the countries. Okay, I think it's not for um, it's not only the country, the culture, but it's also the size uh, or the opportunities of of the company that will be that will come out of that. Will that be a if if that's gonna if that's gonna be a, a unicorn company, then it needs there there's there's no way that that you can jump any of those steps if it's uh, for, for a small mid-sized uh, company then it's it's impossible for them to be able to go through all the whole, the whole steps because they they they're not there yet they're they're not going to have that that market market traction so it's not going to be um um it, it's 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 let's say the people don't have the skills and the market will n- not need it but at least to do a light, um, a, a light runabout for, through the steps, I think it is it is important. So that's why I mentioned the uh, the canvas. So if you have the canvas, at least in one page, you have the whole strategy in in a one pager. Uh, as much as you can do it, right? Hey, mateo what's in here? So I have
4: a quick question for you. Uh, so normally, when we talk about scaling, uh, we normally say that once you achieved product market fit of sorts. Uh, Then you aim for the scalable product market fit and then aim for a profitable scalable market. In your case, uh, you had mentioned that you had moved from that uh, low number in the first year to quite a very high sales number and then subsequently an even higher number. And then you said you had to give away equity for a very small amount, right? So $5,000. So assuming that you have achieved a scalable market fit, shouldn't you have been able to get a much higher valuation uh, assuming that you were on the path to achieve a profitable scalable market fit or what made you have to give up that company, especially when you're on the right path in scaling, where you achieved the product market fit and the scalable product market fit where you had to give up the company uh, a large part of the company for a very small amount was it that you were unable to achieve the profitable scalable market no um, th-
0: this this was um, even before uh was him uh, because at, at the beginning we had a um a, valid- a validation but we did not have a a business uh, so that validation needed even more hands to work so so it was kind of like a um, a way to to acquire a, a some co-founders or to acquire uh people working inside inside of the company that's why there there was a this 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 sacrifice And, and and honestly i think that was a mistake okay because the skills that that uh these let's say uh these partners which we had they were inside um new car dealerships they knew that channel so they dominated uh, how, how, to, um, get inside these, these market segments. So it was probably, uh, that $5,000 that was needed to start the business. And, uh, the expectation that they were the right ones to be able to, uh, to be part of the co-founding and strategy. Um, in retrospect, I can say that was, that was a total mistake. Because definitely th- there was there were many other ways to be able to um, uh, to acquire that 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 amount of money and and what was done with that amount of money I, I can tell you a, a a story that we had so we had um uh, we had opportunity to place billboards so the billboards in inside of the uh, freeways inside of the, um, uh, um, important streets uh, there were kind of that was kind of like the, the thing that w- that we saw that, that was the way to acquire uh, awareness. Okay, and we had zero budget to be able to hire a billboard. So we uh, we approached the company and say, okay, um, how much are each billboard cost? And they say, okay, about, about one thousand dollars. Okay, and what's what's the longest term of credit that you can provide uh, for the, uh, uh, to be able to acquire those those billboards? Said, okay, ninety days. Perfect. So, so we probably uh, we we jumped into that um, uh, or we pre- precipitated ourselves into the, hiring those billboards, and uh, we hired ten billboards without without really uh, without money. The only thing that we had was that five thousand dollars for for products that which which we validated that there was a market fit but, but we we, pro- we, we risked um, much more than, than than we than than we had. Uh, it was probably the whole capital. And and those billboards. So we hired the first bill uh, uh, the the billboards. Then we grew with more, more billboards, and 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 so so phones were, were just just kept uh, ringing. If we did not have that, um, those five thousand dollars from those partners, and that it, it was only ten thousand dollars cash that that we that we had for the whole operation, we were not even to be able to risk even um, deciding to take that. Uh, risk risk in in hiring those those billboards, okay? Um, but but definitely uh, those those are mistakes that we that we see and and for us uh, now now in retrospect um, now we we see after, even after the 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 bootcamp, okay? When we were in the first uh, Wasim um, and is is also from from my first bootcamp that we had. And if you remember, Wasim, we, uh, my team, we, we won the first place in the um, in, in the pitch competition. Okay, at, at the, when we approached those um, uh, those those investors, and the, the team said, okay, uh, let's gonna ask for one million dollars. That was like the ask for for the team, and and I said, why? We have a business which we don't need to sacrifice anything why why start with the sacrificing of capital why sacrifice your share of the company with somebody that you don't know if they're the right ones so you at the beginning you don't need that that money at the beginning you need to to validate what you have and then to scale you you have to find that and and that that's at least for me how much how much can you bootstrap for yourself after this mistakes okay uh how much can you bootstrap from yourself and even though if you grow uh, at a smaller scale uh, with less employees at the beginning or less uh, less customers, uh, but, but at the end you have 100% of the, the company, unless really uh, you really do an analysis and you really know what, what, what you want and it's the only way to do it and you find the right investors. If it's only just to, to, to be able to get, to get money, uh, that money at the end, will um uh, will bite you because you, you you have that money but you also have that uh, uh that big percentage which you sacrificed with with people or stakeholders or venture capitals or sharks which uh they will not they will not participate in, in in the business they will not bring value so you have to in retrospect i can i can say it so you have to see really who is really the ones that you're going to bring value to your customers. Those are the ones that you have to take in. If not, you're not in for the money. You don't You don't need the money. You, you can find other ways to grow the business, even at a lower scale with your same customers. And you have 100% of lower sales than 50% or 20% or whatever percentage with bigger sales, which are less profits. They're not money that you're going to uh, uh, have in the operation. It, uh, and And you're You're reporting to new uh, you you really sold your company. you're reporting to new um, new new shareholders, which now it's it's a focus that you're you're gonna lose. So it's like paying taxes. At the beginning, we had a a, a, a finance department, which everything that they did, or our own accounting and finance department was was be able to prepare the tax declaration uh, to be able to comply with the government until I to say, okay, no, no, we, we, time goes very fast and you're complying with the government and you're working for somebody else until we, we said, okay, we have to change our approach. Now we, what we do is, okay, we work the information for us and then the consequence of good information for us will be to have the tax declaration for the government. So, so you have to change your approach, who you're working for or who you're working with. Is it to comply? Is it for the the new partners that you brought in, or is it for you for your operation? What is that re- you really need?
2: Thank you for all of your amazing explanations.
0: You're welcome. You're welcome. I hope um, uh, I I, I um, was able to highlight uh, this from from mistakes. Okay, that's that's how we learn. Uh, unfortunately, the hard way. So from mistakes we can. Um, we're able to to learn something and then those mistakes we can share with somebody else and and not make those mistakes. And those are the things that shape us and the way that that we decide.
2: Very well said. Yeah. Valuable lessons to take forward, right? Thank you so much for your time today, Mateo. Thank you everyone for joining today. Have a wonderful day or evening. Thank you so much, Mateo.
0: Everybody take care.
3: Okay.
1: have a great day. This has been Nancy and Spencer on Founders Voyage Weekly Podcast. Our speaker each week can be reached through our Discord server. Our intro and outro music is from the song Something for Nothing by Reverend Peyton's Big Damn Band. We'll be back again next week for another episode. Until then, have a great day and continue your voyage.